What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers how to essentially really how to monetize and believe it or not I found the right platform that's getting the job done that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up that platform is anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use and now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Team No What's Sleep is in the building. How yeah. you living, brother? 
Man, I'm live, brother man. Like I said, always blessed. Always blessed. Got ten toes down, ready to rock and roll. I heard that. You know what? Put that on a t shirt. I, I know someone who can probably do that too, but let me let me not uh, let me stay focused here, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We see the bishop is in the building. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you, the bishop for jumping in. Uh folks, we got a great show tonight. We always have a great show, right? Me and my yep. my man Montel always come to you Thursday night, six o'clock PM on the Pacific side. Uh, what is it? Nine on the on the East Coast, where our guest is. Man, he, it's a little late. Yeah. So I don't know if he's yeah. drinking they, coffee they, or he's drinking the basketball. They got still they still watching hoop on there. You know the basketball games are still on, so they all good. They okay. That's, that's on the East Coast. That's yeah. true. Uh, we, we we got some stories to break down. You know, we're going to talk about the social impact of sports. We're not just going to talk about the scores and the, and the standings. So. Let's go in first of all. Let's just go and get into it, man. Let's. What you got? You doing all right? Like you said, you you know, new week. You feeling okay? Man, new, just like I said, blessed, man. Just ready to touch ground on some new things, you know. Um, just discuss some things that's going on in sports. It's definitely how it's socially impacting my community, your community, the youth, and so on and so on. Let's go, brother. Let's go, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Let's let's bring in our special guest because we got a lot of topics, and I want to make sure that we get his perspective as well and allow him to introduce himself. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello. Say what's going on. Andrew what is Nixon going on? Is in the yeah. building. Oh my hey. God! Let, let me get a screenshot. I didn't even get a chance to take a screenshot. I got these champions oh, online here. <laughs> look, look at him with his club pose too. What is he? Got, yeah, yeah, he got, he got scared everything. <laughs> club pose. He, he know how to hold it too, right? Like, wait a minute, you, yeah, you still there? Right, right. Yeah, you got to hold it. I love it. Yeah, I love it's, it. And it's not. It's not just holding it too. You have to hold your breath. You know what I'm saying? You got to hold your breath. Just look, he, five see, see, he old school. He better hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. he, 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 he Thank definitely, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Let me let me go ahead and get get focused and let folks know uh, why you are here. You're here for a number of reasons. First and foremost, um, as the co-proprietor, fifty percent, uh, the man behind the scenes, yes, of Press and Soul, the fantastic, uh, uh, you know, I don't say merchandise, uh, uh, swag. Um, Everything, right? Just, just collateral. Everything. Creator, everything. Promotional right? products. I mean, the, the whole nine. We, we got you covered. Okay. And, and I have been blessed and fortunate enough to partner with you and, and your wife. So we, we've got a, a site going with you. So appreciate that. Launch week went phenomenal. Uh, we got some things that are coming out in the next uh, next couple of months as well. But thank you for that. But tonight we we, we gonna talk sports and and somebody got man you got me on you got some speakers you got some echo going on brother what's going on you know what I, I think know, I'm gonna um, I can put, put my ears in yeah but yeah you know, I'm gonna use the machine and and you messing up the, <laughs> the echo man. You know, I had it earlier. I was like, let me go ahead and get know, a stand up really quick. I tell you what, while you put those on, I'm going to let folks yep. watch these videos so they can understand who this man Sounds is good. and why we're bringing him online. So check this out, folks. My name is Andrew. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Now I live in Jacksonville. I play cymbals on the D-line. I'm a co-director for the Jacksonville Jaguars D-line. And I've been on the line for 17 years. Actually, I've been drumming. um, I've been playing around with it for a long time. I don't know. I don't want to tell my age, but um, 
One of those t music TV shows, my cousin actually had a drum set, one of those solid gold drum sets. So I was one of those kids that used to beat on the, uh, the lunchroom tables, and I used to always beat on stuff, but piano was really my instrument. But I really got into percussion uh, my 11th grade uh, year in high school. So my first year of, uh, of high school band, I actually did drum corps as well. Uh, the first drum corps I started with was Sunco Sound. Again, not telling my age. Sunco Sound out of Tampa. Um, and that same year, our core folded and uh, we moved on to Spirit of Atlanta. So I marched several years there, did about five or six years with Spirit. And I actually um, started teaching. Uh, the first drum corps I taught with was Teal Sound. Moved on to Kiwanis Cavaliers and so on and so forth. Tampa Bay Thunder, um, went back to Spirit. I would absolutely say my favorite Jaguars player um, would be Fred Taylor. Um, not just only getting the opportunity to meet him personally, but um, he's always been a pretty stand-up guy. So my favorite part of the game is when we actually track, it's called tracking, we actually track around uh, the main concourse and uh, that's the area where everyone's getting their food and their beverages. Um, and that's, that's usually happening at the first quarter. At that point, um, we've done the national anthem, they've done the initial first kickoff and we get up there and it's at the beginning part of the game where it's kind of letting everyone know that the game is getting started officially. So that's kind of been our, um, our, our game day, uh, you know, official thing that we do every game to let everyone know that we're getting the game started. Favorite D-line memory is our first trip um, to London. Um, it has a lot of personal sentimental value to me. Well, I actually have family in, in London, so this gave me the opportunity um, to meet my cousins. And, um, and for years now, I've been able to see them every year. It's been kind of a traditional thing. So um, when we found out that we were going to London, um, just that first trip, that anticipation of, number one, going to another country to represent our team, but um, the fact that I got to meet my cousins and um, they become, you know, he's become friends with uh, with the D line, so he's a friend to everyone. But um, I, I, I just that first trip was uh, was amazing. What I like most about the D line is um, is us uh, us performing together. Um, I love how we, I love connecting with the with the fan base, with the crowd. Um, I, I like signaling out uh, fans and, and making them smile. And I just love our energy together. Um, the guys are great, man. It's like a brotherhood. Uh, been doing this for so long, for 17 years. Again, not telling my age, but 17 years um, with some guys have been riding with us from day one. Um, it, it's amazing. I just really love the brotherhood, the friendship that we've been able to develop. Man, I tell you what, the guys that have stayed in the D-line, man, hats off to you. Um, I can name a few. Um, Sione, T-Mac, Emil, um, Herc, uh, Bond Scott. Can't forget about Bond. Um, those guys have been with us from day one. I mean, we literally have grown up in this thing from day one, from like boys to men, literally. Um, you know, we've known each other um, pre-wives, pre-kids, pre-everything, pre-profession, you know, pre-professions and whatever we're doing in our own uh, personal life. And um, so we're humbled. I mean, we, we've got to be doing something right um, to have some to have some of these guys come back year after year. So we really appreciate, um, you know, that we've been able to make it this long and, and make it this long with a lot of the same guys um, that we started with. Bruh. Look, told you, you, you need to recognize who we got on the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this man right here, Ben, go, go ahead and tell everybody how we won't make you tell how old you are. We won't do that to you. I am I'm 42. Boy, you still a baby. 
Yeah, I got a whole decade. Listen, on you, I got one little gray coming in, you know, so it's kind of distinguished just a little bit. But right. yeah, look, I'm I'm the last dying breed of the seventies. That's what I always say. Seventy eight. So folks, oh, so so, man, so so tell folks a little bit about what we what we just watched, right? The D line, because I don't know if every team has something like that. I don't, I don't think the Niners have it, you know, out here in our area. I don't, I'm not sure if the Raiders have actually something like that. the the Niners do have. Um, they do have a drum line. They're not called the D line. Um, that's that's our name specifically. Okay, but um, we were one of the first, um, and you know, we started in '04. Yeah, '04, I believe. Um, and a lot of teams uh, followed suit. Now, every team doesn't have a drum line, um, but a lot of teams have not caught on to it. So it is a select few. So it's pretty cool fraternity to be a part of because you can think and imagine there's only 32 teams in the NFL. And um, out of the few teams that do have a, a drum line, um, we're one of them and we're one of the oldest. So um, so it's great. So, yeah, the, the Niners, they're actually called the Niner Noise. And, um, and we know those guys very well, so they're pretty cool. We've been with them to London a few times. Okay. So, um, yeah, so you guys have a drum line out there. All right. Well, you know, I got to go check them out. They probably won't compare to you, though. So you guys get a chance to, to fly <laughs> with, with the teams while all those, all those uh Yeah, we, we actually have our own um, little association, um, okay. you know, the pro, uh, professional um, music groups. Um, it actually encompasses some of the NBA as well. Um, the NBA, they have a few percussion groups as well. So, yeah, we try to, you know, it's, n- it's nothing official through the NFL, so to speak, just kind of something that we put together ourselves. And um, it has some great leadership behind it. And it's just to kind of see, uh, you know, uh, what different clubs, different groups are doing. And just kind of, you know, even through the whole COVID season, mm-hmm. um, you know, how did it affect each team? Um, you know, some guys, they were shut down for the entire season. Uh, we were one of the few that were blessed to still um, be able to have a season. Now, what me, what me and my other director, what we had to do was we were only allowed to have eight guys um, at the game, you know, of course, practicing all of the, uh, you know, social distancing, um, you know, things that are in place. So, uh, so yeah, so we just kind of kind of compare stories and, you know, talk each other through and, and just, you know, try to keep all the groups going. I love it, man. I love it. So, yeah. You said, so you've been there, you said 17 years. How, how many folks you got online? Um, about 18, 18 guys total is what we marched. So what, what's, that, what's, um, that's what's anywhere from six years. Oh, what does it take? So well, that's once you get on. That's once you get on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. um, I, I noticed you use the word fraternity our, there, right? So I, I, I understand what you're talking about. I Absolutely. Yeah, you got to. Yeah, but but basically, um, you know, we kind of do it almost like an American Idol style, right? So, you know, we have everyone kind of in one spot, and um, we'll call them up one by one. There's literally a judges table. Myself, the other director, um, our upline in the front office. Uh, you know, we'll have probably three or four of us there, and they'll come up one by one. And there's three main factors to get into the group: mm-hmm. is um, you have to have a self prepared piece. So that's anything that you, anything that you think you're really good at, just play it. Um, then the next portion is um, sight reading. Obviously, to be on the drum line, there's a lot of people that it's not going to be like the movie drum line where he was a talent. He was talented, but he couldn't <laughs> read music. Hey, make it play, brother. The there you go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. happening. It's not happening at all. Not, not no Nick Cannons. But um, so yeah. you have to I know agree. how to read music. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to know how to read a little bit of music um, to to some degree, of course. But um, so sight reading music, and we actually give them the music while they're in the holding area. 
So that's just to see. It's only like maybe four measures of music. And then um, it's a personal interview. So we take you through those three criteria. And um, by lunchtime, we try to do the first cuts. And then by the end of the day, um, we actually, some groups do it in two days. We like to do it in one. So it's pretty tough sometimes. But um, but everyone kind of weeds themselves out, of course. Man, that, that's too right, well, cool. I like, I like, yeah, I like to applaud you, man, just because you're an entertainer and you're entertaining in front of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and uh, to be able to be successful in that and, and, and hold your craft for 17 years, that speaks volumes. Yeah. And that also shows other people that there's other parts of this entertainment, especially with sports, than just the actual sport. Yep. There's brothers like yourself out there entertaining, giving, giving, giving those segments to make sure that the crowd still is, is engaged with the game and yeah. engaged with what's going on. So, Man, salute! Definitely, I think people overlook that. Thank you, thank you, definitely, Absolutely, you know, for for us, um, you know, sometimes the fans, what they tell us is uh, one of the things they love about us the most is that they can actually see, feel, and touch us. You know what I'm saying? Like they're able to talk to Mm -hmm. us. Um, Mm -hmm. You see the players at times, and if you catch their eye, maybe they'll acknowledge you, and and that's that's no no discredit to them at all. You know, they have tons of people hollering at them, right? Um, mm-hmm. You have the chin leaders that sometimes they're, you know, if you get a hold of them, catch up with them, you can't. But with us, we're just, you know, we're regular dudes that just love to uh, make the fans happy. That's what our job is to, on game days, to enhance um, the game day experience. So, you know, that's that's what we do. We, we win or lose. Our job is to make everyone happy. So that's what we do. I love that. I love that. I, I love the fact, too, that you, that you know how to read music. I, I grew up, you know, playing playing instruments as well, and, and there's just oh, a whole awesome. different concept of being able to know how to read music, right? So I See, I knew there was a reason why I like you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I'm classically trained. I, I play a little, little bit of piano, uh, a little violin, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a violin wow. player. So he, he trying to show off. Well, I'll you come know on. what? Look, yeah, right. I'm telling you, brother. It's I, like, I, it's I, like, you know, I, I played the harp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I used to play I used to play uh, the spoons on my leg, and I used to go ahead and the hand bone. You used to play the hand yeah, bone, yeah, yeah. okay, and, and blow a little harmonica, that toy harmonica. I got. Oh, there wow. you go. All right, see oh, see, wow. see how That's see how great. we get now. Now we clowning, right? We we get a lot of folks on the show, and now we clowning. But uh, oh man, let, let's let's get focused, play. Let's talk about first. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about the Jags first. You okay with the draft? How, how you feel? about what you what you got coming? You know out what? This season? <laughs> I've seen a lot of drafts, obviously, over the last 17 going into now 18 years. Yeah. And um, I, I, I will say, honestly, <clears throat> something feels a little different about this one. Um, and we'll see. I mean, you know, it, it is always a, a roll of the dice, if you yeah. will, when you get these guys coming up from college into the NFL. The game is much faster, um, especially at quarterback. Obviously, you know, the Jaguars, we thank you, Jets. <laughs> we got the very first pick and uh, and, uh, and we went with the first pick. You know, in years past, um, the Jaguars have always uh, made some deals um, and, and throttled down from the very number one first pick. And this time they stuck to their guns and they stuck with it. And they got the number one guy that was already projected, you know, Years ago, yeah. months yeah, ago, yeah, Lawrence is going to be all right. He going he going to be yeah. all right, right? He's been so he's solid. So I just think that you know, so. yeah, yeah, we've had decent guys here in the past, but you know, you have a good quarterback, you have to surround him with the right cast so that he can be successful. So I think that's what's going to be the difference maker. I tell you what, though, I'm excited about Trevor Lawrence, but I'm also excited about his teammate that he came from uh, 
from college with, and that's that the Travis back, guy. The running back. Yeah, the running back. The running back. Yeah. That dude is a beat. I forgot his name. I can't pronounce the last name. A Tune or something like that. Tune. Yeah. He's, um, he's a, a, tea, a teeny, a teen, or yeah, yeah. I don't want to mess it up either. Yeah. I can yeah, spell it. E T I N N E. I'm, 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 I like what Jacksonville did as far as that concern. My, my concern with Trevor Lawrence and their team as a whole is beefing up that offensive line. I think the defense is pretty solid yeah. as it is right now. Yes. They've, they've had a good defense for the last two years, but I do believe they need to beef up that offensive line. I think the best thing for Trevor Lawrence is to have a running game. That'll let him yeah. slowly progress in the, in the lead and help him get caught up with the speed and everything. Um, I hope the expectation ain't too much on him. I, I don't think they're, they're playoff bound yet. Jacksonville's not ready to be the playoffs, but I think they're ready to – they got the first building blocks to be something great again and get the right things. And I think that starts with Lawrence and, and Tune. And then, like I said, add some pieces to the offensive line. Um, me personally, Urban Meyer, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. That's going to be, the, I yeah. think, the wild card. What yeah. kind of coach is he at the NFL level? I mean, colleges, colleges, like you said, the speed of the game, totally different. Quarterback, yeah. the speed of the game from a coach is completely different. And I know Urban Meyer surrounded himself with some guys, but he also just fired some some scouts has been with Jacksonville for a long time. He just fired them. So obviously he wasn't happy with the talent they were bringing in or looking at. So Urban Meyer's changing the whole dynamic right. of that organization. It's going to be interesting to see how it all folds out. All right. Well, so now, see, yeah, I, had, I, mean, I, had, I, had, I had to switch, had to switch some storylines here because now you brought up Urban Myers. See, you, you're keeping your brother on, on his toes. Go, go ahead, Andrew, man. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, he even made a point to say, I heard him say this the other day. Um, he was saying that, you know, in the past, they've talked about it being a rebuilding year and, and rebuilding and rebuilding. And he gets that. But what he said, he said, now he has to give right now results. So I think um, I think that's another thing that's a little different than the other coaches that have come through. Um, they've said rebuild and they've kind of stood and got stuck in that rebuild. But he's coming in saying rebuild, but he knows that he has to give right now results. So I think he understands the urgency. And, and as an owner at this point, Shad Khan is like, look, I've put all my money all into this money. stadium and this city. All this money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. So we'll see uh, what happens. You know, you, 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 know, know. Though, you know, good thing though about that as well, though. That's 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 a dangerous slope. You know what I mean? To say I want to, I want to, you know, we're tired of building. We want to be get some results now, because well, as we know, you could push a quarterback too far as well. You know, you could push him to where he it's, it's it's detrimental towards development. So I'm hoping I'm hoping Urban Meyer has to pay. You know, he's getting paid to have the plan. So I'm hoping he has the right plan. Um, yeah. But I'm just I'm 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 I hope he's cautious with the development of Trevor Lawrence and like you know it's almost like he's going to be thrown to the wolves in the beginning he's going yeah. to learn on the fly right now there's two ways you, you can don't want to argue the pain yeah right. yeah you're going to either be Peyton Manning or you're going to be a Ryan Leaf <laughs> yeah that's true oh why, god why, 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 why you bringing up bad news when you bringing up Ryan Leaf oh my god you bringing up I mean but that's just Marcus Russell you bringing up that's true hey man that's true that's the honest truth if you throw guys to the wolves because. Like you said, the defenses at the NFL are very dynamic. They're very different in college. Yeah. So someone that's had so much success in college and all of a sudden you don't have success in the pros, that's a mental fatigue on you. That's a mental right. wear down on you on how to be successful. So I'm hoping that Urban Meyer has kind of a um, some type of plan to make sure yeah. they bring yeah. him along slowly and developing him so when you know they can coach him when he gets to those, those low points and pull him out of it and make sure he becomes successful. Because right now, I think Jacksonville has all the weapons, except their offensive line is a little spotty. Mm-hmm. If they can serve that yeah. offensive line, he's, he's going he's gonna to be, be fine. Because as long as they can run the ball, mm. it doesn't matter. Because well, it's going yeah. to be patient. 
He's he's got somebody in mind, but let me let me go ahead and, and shout out to to Dr. Jackson here, who, who's in the building. Appreciate you for coming, Dr. Jackson. Said he was on a marching wildcat at BCC. I love all it. right, BCC. Yes, yes, sir. Yes. yes, sir. You got to put that up. Yeah, there. we've actually had them come into town. We've done some collabs with them. So okay. um, BCC, yeah, they're they're definitely friends of the uh, of the D line for sure. Awesome. So, all right, y'all, y'all, y'all talking about this Urban Meyer and, you know, like I said, he's doing some things. Well, he's trying to do some things. Your boy Tim Tebow just won't lead the news. Your boy Tim Tebow just can't sit still and go ahead and stand behind the desk and, and, and talk the news and talk the strategy and do his analyst thing. He still want to go – and he can still play. So let, let, let me go ahead and set that precedence right now. He can still play. He's tried out. He's worked out with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Definitely not a quarterback. Definitely not a quarterback. But uh, probably at the position that he should have gone into many years ago, tight end. I agree. And Urban is, uh, you know, they, they got history. They won some championships back in the college days. So they're they talking about getting close to signing some paperwork. What do you guys think about that? You want to go first, Andrew? You want me to go first? I'll let you go first. You're like this, right? You're chomping at the bench. I mean, to to me, me, like I said, no fault to Tim Tebow. I think he's a great athlete. He's he's one of the greatest college players to ever play. But coming to the NFL after being four years off and coming to learn a new position where he's going to be forced to block and be forced to be able to go out there and get hit very differently than he was at quarterback – I think it's a disservice to some of the guys that have been practicing that craft and should also deserve an opportunity to get in. Now, my fault is not with Tim Tebow. My fault is with Urban Meyer because I think this is kind of the good old boy network. It's somebody he knows. It's somebody he's had a lot of success for, so I want to throw him a bone. I want to throw him a bone because I think he's still athletic. We can bring him in. He can do some things. But let's be perfectly honest. At this point in Tim Tebow's career, how could effective could he be as a tight end? He can't be very effective. There's no way. I don't. See, we haven't seen him catch. We haven't seen him block. We haven't seen him go hit a linebacker. Can't have seen him go and take on a safety, get hit. I don't know how effective he could be at the tight end position coming in um, to be able to take take a roster spot from somebody that's played that position has been successful. That's now, the point right there, right? That's the point right yeah. there. Taking the roster spot. Yeah. yeah again, T. Tebow, he's got the skills, he's got the craft, he knows how to read a, a playbook, and he, you know, he's been to the top at least from from the college perspective I, I didn't mean to cut you off but um, but again that's yeah. the point right there that kind of kind of irks me a little bit yeah. taking someone who's been yeah. in the grind for all these other years since Tebow's been out and now you know Urban and and, yeah. and Tim have this relationship so he's gonna bring him in yeah yeah now someone gets shunned that's probably been on the roster somebody that's been working his butt off to try to get developed and, or a guy that could be a free jacket coming is gonna get shunned now again I don't agree with Tim Tebow being a tight end. I agree with Tim Tebow coming in as a quarterback if he was going to come into anything because he can mentor Trevor Lawrence and say, okay, I can, he's good wow. enough to be a backup quarterback. He's not good That's enough to be a starter. I think if he came in as a backup quarterback and say, you know what, I'm going to mentor him. I'm going to get this kid through the rough spots. I can show him how to handle the media. I can show him how to read defenses. The way that I learned how to read defenses, even though I wasn't successful, doesn't mean because you're not a successful player in the NFL does not mean you're not a successful coach. I think Tim Tebow could be a great ear, a great voice in his ear and show him how to do things and also how to deal with success. Yeah. He would be a great mentor in that aspect. But for him to come in and take tight end, man, first he played quarterback and now you're going to say, now you go play baseball and now you're going to come in three or four years later. Now I'm going to go become a tight end. Hey, he's Bo Jackson. He's big enough to be he's <laughs> big as Bo is. Yeah, right? yeah man. I mean, come on. I mean, just come on, man. I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not the reality of football life. That's, it doesn't work right. that way. 
he's not Michael Jordan. He can't go take a couple of years off and come back and say, I'm going to be Mike all over again. You wasn't Mike in the first place. <laughs> so you can't take four years off and then you go come in and be Mike. Oh, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So, I know, mean, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what, Montel? I wonder, I wonder if we're, I wonder if we're not looking into this deep enough. Maybe, maybe he's a decoy. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe it's just a thought, right? You know what I'm oh, saying? But that's maybe it's one or two plays. That's, that's yeah. one or two plays the game. I mean, do you really want to sacrifice Listen, that, that's that? Game? That's one or two plays that we didn't get in the past. So, you know, if it'll get us closer to that, to that first down. Well, but I think that's only true until defenses figure it out, right? You already right, know the NFL. Can't, the defense catches up. So, works for okay, so long. That's true. He, he's a decoy for, okay, three games. And then all of a sudden, like, when he comes in the game, they're going to do they this. They're going to do one out, of three right. things. Don't even worry about it. it yeah. yeah, so do I really want to take up a roster spot, take up that kind of salary cap for a person that's only going to benefit me for three freaking plays? I don't think so. Right. That, that's, no, that doesn't weigh the law of the average of an NFL roster. So, like yeah. I said, if they were going to bring him in as a quarterback, I'm all for it, man. Come in and mentor the dude, show him what he needs to do. I'm pretty sure even though Tebow wasn't successful throwing the right angles and doing all that stuff, I know he's good enough to coach those guys and tell that guy, yeah. hey, this is how you need to look at right. defense. This is what you need to look at. I played against these guys before. I know that, that defensive coordinator. I know his scheme against us. This is what he's going to try to do. Yeah. He would be, I think, great in that in that role. Yeah, because he's a good perfect. athlete, and he's yeah. got a good yes. head. Yeah, he's got a good head for sure. Yeah. And yeah. now you can come in and bring him in. Now he can be a wildcat, a wildcat quarterback, right? So now he can come in and play a, a position that he's familiar do the right. wildcat plays a couple of times. He can throw good enough to get out of it, get under situation on wildcat. But he could be that. Yeah. I think he could be that really strong mentor. Please, I think Urban Meyer talking about bringing one as a roster spot to take on a tight end spot. Man, I just think that's that good old boy network that I don't like to see in the NFL <laughs> yeah. because it takes it takes away from somebody else that that I think could be beneficial, more beneficial to the team, yeah. in my opinion. It's uh, it's an interesting time, and but hey, if, if anything for you, Andrew, your, your team is getting a lot of attention because you, you you're stacking, right? You got number oh. one draft pick, and and you got old school Tebow, uh, <laughs> and you know, and Urban Myers, you know, he, he's gonna come in with those college type of uh, mentalities, those college type plays, those those trick plays, and things of that nature. So, it, 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 he may come in as a decoy and and still play another position. It, it may not just be tight end. We we don't know, but. It's it, it's worth watching right. the story. It's, it's worth worth hearing about. What, it is. Oh, it's going to sell tickets, right? It's going to sell. Yeah, it's oh, going to yeah. sell tickets. And this is this is a different type of attention that the Jaguars aren't used to. This is this is new. Mm-hmm. This is definitely you know they, they've they've had their times where they've been kind of in and out of the spotlight, but um you know for not good, good, right. mediocre, so on. But but this is actually a feel good this time, um you know because obviously you know. Trevor Lawrence, look at look at his history, right? Yeah, um, this kid, he's been a winner. His, I think he's only lost maybe two games his entire collegiate career, right? So all, all yeah. he is is a in winner. So they're yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. they're gonna he's watch him good. his entire season. Yeah, yeah. Like I, said, so, I agree with you. I think, grade, I think so. I, yeah, yeah. I think you guys. I think they're the the trajectory is going up. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going down or not staying. I think they got like a lot. They got all the pieces. I do believe Urban Meyer is going to bring that mindset. My thing with Urban Meyer, again, with him, I, I just I differ because he brings that Nick Saban thing, and Nick Saban was not successful True. in the pros. We got to remember, yeah. college is different. College is, I mean, college and pros is completely different. Pros, you're dealing with grown men. You can't tell grown men what to do. You can't, yep. you can't ostracize grown men like that. You, you, you coach them and get them ready to go. College, you can't. You have a little bit more wiggle room to be, yeah, you know, more a little leverage, bit more yeah. Over- 
Yeah, Lamar and you're holding on to the scholarship. These guys are making millions and millions of dollars. You can cut me all you want. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm, I'm still right. paid. So I believe I don't know if his college ways are going to transcend into the pros. Maybe he's different now. I don't know. I'm going by what he did in college. Coming into the pros, I don't know if it's how how it's going to work out. Or how it's going to be different, man. I just I don't see it like and like I said, him firing guys from the from the from the scouting department that's been there for 17 years. That's a change, and I kind of get it because he wants to bring in his new, you his bring new regime. Own, yeah, but, you got to bring in your own crew, but yeah, you know, you know but you got to. Yeah, you got to watch for the shock value though, because you can't change too fast. If you change too right. fast, some things, things don't work out. Um, so I'm good. wondering. I'm really wondering why, how this is all going to work out, man. I think this is a big experiment. I think the Jacksonville owner took a big chance with Urban Meyer, um, and I hope it. I hope the experiment works. Um, but right now, it's to be uh, to be continued or to be announced. <laughs> I'm not sure how it's going. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, man. And we'll bring you back yeah. in the middle of the season. Right, when, when, when you're at least at 500, right? right, and, and, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll recap. I'll rewind Actually, this entire thing. Why, why we gotta wait that long? Let's wait till, let's let's Uh-oh. jump Uh-oh. on it right after preseason. I ain't mad. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Y'all, yeah, exactly. Y'all heard that right. Y'all heard that right. First of all, let me get some shots out. We got Miss Keely in the room, and she was talking about she's a marching band fan or marching band person as well. So we we see you in the building. Okay, Miss Keely. Marching band nerds unite. That's awesome. This is a good point. Carol made the jump from USC to Seattle and has had some pretty decent success. That, that's a good point. And I, I love Pete Carroll. I, I do. Yep, I, yep. I think he is one of the but, 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 but to hold that on, to hold it, I, I hear what he says. Well, Pete Carroll was in the NFL first. He was in the NFL first. He went to USC uh, and yeah, then came yeah, back yeah. to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very hard for a college oh. coach to transcend right to the go to the NFL because the dynamics are so different when you come to the league. And that's why you have a lot of college coaches that try to come into it unsuccessful. They have a lot of unsuccessful because they try to bring that college mentality and it does not work. Nick Saban is the argue, arguably the greatest college coach ever, right? Yeah. I mean we can we can we can't argue that with a success. Yeah. It was horrible at Miami. Yeah. Horrible coach yeah, at was. Miami. Yeah, it was. Anyway. So I mean, I mean, I mean, Pete Carroll. I, I, I mean, I, pre, I mean, shout out. I know you're trying to prove me wrong, but Pete Carroll was already in the league first, and he got that grooming from the league before he came back. And he brought actually the pros to USC, the pro mentality to the USC, mm-hmm. in order to make them successful and just take it on over to Seattle. All right, that is true. I did not think that one story about Urban Meyer was going to take all that amount of time. But I love I, I love the conversation. At, see, Andrew, you, you didn't know what you was walking into. But I told, look, Montel don't, don't I did. This is around. great. We, we, yeah. we, make sure you got your AC on, brother, because it gets hot up in here sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's go on to the next story. We're going to stay in football for a little bit. Um, this guy is, is in the news as well. This, this man, Aaron Rodgers, is, it's not about money, I don't think. Right, because this this last story here that, that came out um, earlier today, Green Bay actually offered him a substantial amount of coin, make him the highest playing paid quarterback in the league, but he, he's not necessarily feeling that. I, I really think Aaron wants to come back to Northern California, wants to come back to his roots, wants to come back and play for San Francisco, where he was shunned when he was drafted and, and has, you know, never had the opportunity to, to, to be in San Francisco. And I think that's where he wants to end his career. Um, this is a relevant story because of who it is and who we're talking about, right? What, what, what do you guys think about this, though? The fact that, again, we're, we're at this pivotal moment right before the season, OTAs, you know, whatever the case may be, right? The teams are starting to, 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 to start gelling now that the draft is over. Green Bay Packers really are in flux right now with their – franchise quarterback 
Yeah, they they got a lot going on, and I think um, Aaron Aaron strategically planned to release that news right before the draft for them to trade him, um, or he did he didn't want to come back. I believe that Aaron also also understands that. I don't. I think he's just tired of Green Bay and the the lack of transparency in developing the team because he wants to win. Um, and the pieces that they're getting, he doesn't feel they can actually win the Super Bowl with or get to the get to the Super Bowl with. Um, money is not an issue. I, I totally agree with you. He's even. I've heard stories. He's prepared to sit out the whole year to just get released on out. So if he's prepared to do that, money obviously is not the criteria that he wants. But I do believe Aaron wants anywhere besides being in Green Bay. I yeah. think. That 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 trust or that or that that love between him and ownership or him in the front office has has been severed, and I think it's now set a point that's uh, not repairable. Um, I, I know they won't trade him to after June first because they don't want the sal- they want to be able to get that they don't want that hit on the salary cap because um, they won't be obligated to that money. So they're actually they're gonna if they're gonna entertain any trade, it's gonna be after June, which is great. Um, but I also believe that Aaron's not gonna get a chance to pick where he wants to go. Green Bay is going to say, I'm going to get the best bang for my dollar if we're going to have to unload him, which is rightfully so. They have the rights to do that. Um, and I think Aaron will take anything rightfully so that comes his way just to get out of the get out of the get out, get from underneath that program and mm-hmm. find greener pastures for himself. Uh, I'm hoping to start the I'm wishful thinking that it's going to be in California. I don't think he's going to end up in California. There's no way that I don't think San Francisco right now has enough to give them that they'll be interested in it. I think the Raiders might have some some enough pieces and be able to maneuver some money to be wow. able to get them. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers will want to play for Gruden. I don't think yeah. he wants to be in that Gruden microscope. So the Rams can't do it. The Rams can't do it. And the 40, and the Chargers aren't going to do it either because Chargers got a new guy. The Rams just invested in Stratford. 49ers are not going to do it. You can't go to Seattle because Seattle got, got, got Russell. Uh, the Raiders is the most likely place he will land if he comes to the West. There or Denver. Um, and both of those guys will make interesting bids for him to try to get there. But again, if I'm if I'm Green Bay, I'm breaking the bank. You're giving me everything. I they want. Every, I want. I, I, well, they tried it, but they thought they could repair the relationship. Now they can't repair the relationship. Yeah. I'm trying to break the bank. I want. I want all your 2022 <laughs> picks. I don't want just one or two. I want everybody. I want all. I want the whole draft. I want. I want, I want money from the gate. I want money for concession. <laughs> I want. I want right. everything. Right. I, yeah. yeah. It may be one of those one-off type of deals, right, or something that's extraordinary as opposed to, again, just the salary. Because it, it's, it's obviously not just that that he's looking for. He's Maybe he yeah. feels that he's lost respect or he's looking for something else, maybe uh, an opportunity to get into ownership, into management, into general management, whatever the case may be, after his, his career is over. So a clause like that, it, it's, an, it's an interesting conversation because, again, when, when, when money is no longer the – root of your why what is it right yeah i think i think i think there were some definitely some probably some heartfelt conversations behind the scenes that we probably don't even know about right yeah um i mean once you get to a point to where the players i mean once they start you know at the level that he's been um at the level that he's gotten to money is not is no longer a concern yeah yeah i think his his heart is out of it and I think mm-hmm. the best thing to do at this point is just to let him go. You know, I, I've, I've never really believed in holding a player hostage, um, especially if their heart is not in it. I don't think it's fair to the player. I don't think it's fair to the franchise or the teammates to have somebody there that's disgruntled or not not even happy to be there. It just doesn't make sense. So, um, but but you're right. You know, Montel, you brought up an interesting point with all those different scenarios over there on the West Coast. Um, I don't really see any other place. 
um, being even a possibility um, other than the Raiders. But then, you know, Rodgers and Gruden, I, I don't that's even see be, that in the same sentence. You know, there's no way. You know, I was listening to a, uh, another podcast earlier today, and they were talking about he could end up at the Texans. Check this out. The Texans would wave wow. Deshaun Watson. They would wave Deshaun right. Watson. They would give everything they could to give up to get Rodgers there and tell Rodgers, let's build there. That's just one story that I heard. I was like, wow, that's interesting. They would just they would cut they would that means they would be enough money under the salary cap to be able to sign him. Now the thing is, do they have enough to, something enticing to be able to give to Green Bay for them in order to ship him there? Because the thing is, is as much as is is Aaron is disgruntled. He doesn't control this. He, he doesn't control this. Yeah, he doesn't have he the knows, right to control. After, after all the times he's been yeah. in the league, he knows it's a business, so he, he can. He yeah, can yeah. And the Jaguars doesn't wants. want. Just for the record, yeah. the Jaguars don't want that. The Jaguars don't want that. We don't need him. <laughs> we don't. We don't need him in the AFC. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Nixon from the D line is putting yeah. in the statement right yeah. now. Jacksonville yeah, does we not want, we don't want Aaron yeah. Rodgers. We don't so want I, I, I like I'm the Aaron. Yeah, I'm just curious where. Who's going to offer him one? Like, you know, the guys of the guys on the, the sports network we all watch was talking about. You know, it's going to be take at least two number ones and some number twos to get him. I think it's going to cost more than that because he's a reigning MVP. Yeah. Rogers got at least four good more years in him by far. He's got four. The yeah. way he played last year, he still got at least a good four four years in him. But and now that's after, that's after his injury. Yeah, he's yeah, back. He's, he's yeah, good, yeah, man. Yeah, he's good, man. Yeah. So now we got to say, okay, what teams have something to offer him? And I think that's a bigger question than him just being traded. What teams have something to offer him, and what can they offer him? Me personally, if I'm if I'm a team that wants him, I'm a team, not your boys, Jackson Jaguars, but I believe uh, Mr. Tua would be off shipping, and I'm trying to get Mr. Rogers in a Miami Dolphin uniform because they can <laughs> offer him a lot. You breaking news hey. here, brother. But I, 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 no. <laughs> wow. But think about it. Think about it. Miami Dolphins has a great defense. They're playing in the AFC East where they got to be able to overcome Buffalo now, who's who's the guys, the the, 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 the beast to do it. Mm-hmm. They will offer the, the life of South Beach, no taxes. All that money can go there. And they got valuable pieces they can go ahead and offer them to be able to offload what they want for Aaron Rodgers. It make it makes a lot of sense for teams like that that are young that has a lot of a lot of quality players that can trade for him in order to get him. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, Aaron Aaron may have pushed the envelope, but he doesn't control the narrative where he's going to go. And if I'm Green Bay, I'm breaking the bank on everything I can get to get for the reigning MVP in order to make my team valuable in the division they're they're in. So there we go. Um, there we go. That's he did, it. Boy, I they, think they, they just need to listen to Montel. I, I think you Montel's got to figure it out. Look, I'm just saying. We, he already listen. getting props and shouts out. Look, I, I put this up here already, but, you know, they, they saying you just confessing oh, yeah. as hell, brother. You you the man with the problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. Uh, if anybody knows what they talking about is Montel. Yeah, before we move on, I don't, I, I don't want to pass by this comment that uh, Kevin Cox put up here. Harbaugh got pushed out because he tried to grade out men like uh, college uh, treat grown men like college athletes. That's a good point. Um, too. No, I, I, I think I, he did. Harbaugh, no, no, I disagree with that one hundred percent. What Harbaugh? Harbaugh was very no. successful. What? Go talk. He took brother. Brother. Let me, go, 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 brother. Go, brother. Oh man, Harbaugh was very successful. <laughs> Gave me the floor. Harbaugh, Harbaugh lost his job because of what I think the the situation with Colin Kaepernick. 
with him babying him. I think that the, the, the tight end, I forgot you guys had, uh, that went to um, Vernon, Vernon, whatever. Vernon Davis. The situation, Davis. He, Davis, the, the situation yeah. he had with him, I think he was unsuccessful in his draft. I don't think treating the players at all because he's a player's coach. He's developed. He developed Colin Kaepernick to be a great player. He developed Alex Smith to be serviceable to be traded, and he had success in the 49ers, and he built a great defense at that time. He didn't lose his job because he was going to be – he treated him more like college players. He lost his job because I think his time in 49ers had ran out. They weren't giving him the money yeah. to get the players he was going to get. He wasn't able to He wasn't able to sustain those professional guys to that level that he needed to hold them to for them to be successful. I don't think it has anything to treat him like college players. I think it had to be with, hey, you know what? My coach is down and the way I'm going is starting to play itself out. It's not working here anymore. It's not going. But also in that same instance, you got to remember, Harbaugh lost – what, one, two, three, four offense coordinators, one, two, three defense coordinators in his tenure. How can you be successful when you lose that many people in the senior circle that's being successful in order to sustain success? Yeah. Ask so, the Jaguars. They know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's true. Listen, it's true. I, I think all the stars lined, aligned just right for him to lose his job. Um, yep. I really do. Um, I, I think it was just it was just a perfect – the perfect storm with, with everything that went on and then also with Kaepernick and so on and so forth. So yeah, it was just the perfect stars online. He was that, that was the inevitable that had to happen. Yeah. I, and Mr. Cox, I would agree with you if you said Singletary, not Harbaugh. If you'd have said Mike Singletary uh, when he was the coach, I agree with that what did he say? I missed it. Yeah, he, he said that uh, uh, he, he says about um, the players got tired of the BS that he was doing. Yeah, he I think when that was Singletary, yes, I agree with you. I think Harbaugh was a little bit of a different story, man. <laughs> I think mean, I was just a little yeah. bit different. Uh, um, yeah, I, and that's my opinion. No. Yeah. And, and you realize <laughs> I had to take myself on camera because you know that was a, I set you up, Montel, for that. And I'm, I'm sitting behind <laughs> the scenes. I was just cracking up. I just wanted to get that 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 conversation going. So, look, no. you, you can't take me anywhere, brother. You can't take me anywhere. Brother Riley is in the building, and he's asking a question before we move off of football. Let me, let me put that on, up buddy. there. What do you think about Tua? Uh, me, if he's asking me, Tua still needs some development to do. Um, I think, you know, I think Miami made a mistake by playing him too soon last year when Fitz, when Fitzpatrick was hot. I thought he should have yes. sat behind him and, and learned and learned. But Miami was such eager to get him into the wish, get him into the get him into the fold. Um, I believe he'll be better this year, but also believe teams are going to come at him different. Remember, in a NFL, man, it, it's just a different beast as far as the defense and the coordinators are so smart and understand so much that it's hard to have a lot of success, continued success. Tua was a player that he's he, he's had he's already had a major injury. Um, he's had somewhat success in Miami, pretty good. But I mean, is it enough to get them over the hump? I think at best right now he's going to be a little bit better than the average quarterback. But I'm not quite sure where he's going to land. I think it's he's still a project to be developed, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. I agree. Oops. Yeah, you know the, the Jaguars dealt with the same thing. Not to keep bringing them up, but it's a good example that I can always bring with them because of the uh, lack of success that they've had in years, you know, years past. But um, that's what happened to Blaine Gabbert, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, He got thrown in way too early and um, he got thrown away too early and also with a a not so good offensive line. And, you know, with quarterbacks, uh, they can become gun shy if they don't have an offensive line to protect them. Listen, the reason why Brady's good, don't get it twisted. And he showed that he's good. You know, because he didn't have the same offensive line he had back when he was at the Patriots, right? But mm-hmm. it shows if you don't have a good offensive line, it's going to mess you up. Yep. 
So, I mean, we we literally watch him from the sidelines. Blaine Gabbard would get a snap. He would snap the ball, and he would jump before, you know, you, you can't do that. You ha- Your poise has to be right. And um, and he well, got messed up as a result of it. So I do agree. You put a quarterback in too soon, too early with the wrong offensive line, you can mess up their psyche for the rest of their career. It's, it's literally that intense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm 100% all the way with you, I believe. And, I, and I'll take it a step further. I think every quarterback in the NFL is good. That's why they're there. I believe right. if you give every quarterback time, they can be successful in the NFL. That's the key. You have to be able to give them time. And when you throw young quarterbacks into the fold without that time, you're right. Blaine Gabbers gets gunshot. RG3, he didn't get gunshot. He broke his leg. But after that, he's never been the same type of player. Yeah. Um, and I think the, guy, the one of the people mentioned, Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith is probably the one exceptional guy to the system. But he's exceptional to the system because he got stability, stability in the 49ers in the late part of his career there. Before pre-Harbaugh, he had no stability. Bunch of offensive coordinators, different scheme, different coaches. When Harbaugh got there, he put stability because Harbaugh was the quarterback coach, so he taught him how to read. He started to have success. From that point on, he was able to take that same success. Let's take it to over to Kansas City. I understand how the game is to be played, and it's a slowdown and how to be able to work with it. He was successful in Kansas City, and obviously he was able to – now you're mature, you understand, you've been in the game, you know, long enough. He was able to be successful in, in Washington as well. But every player is not going to have that timeline to develop. They just don't. They don't have that timeline like Alex Smith had to develop. Most quarterbacks, if you're not successful in that first four or five years, hey, you're designated to a backup, and if you're designated to a backup, you're pretty... The research process and helping them figure out what is going to help them work. Oh, got to cry, baby. <laughs> hey, Donnie, you want to check this out? Look at this. This is a heavy one. I love it. I love uh, it. So... I'm helping people figure that out. I, I don't have the I don't have the gear for audio yet mm-hmm. because I've only been using USB microphones and I've got some idea, so I'm I'm still doing some research and uh figuring out what that's gonna be. So I am helping people uh you know set up their environment, set up their cameras, their lighting, and then also helping them with their overlays. Nice, so, okay. Kind of like full service, you know, and yeah. then um, there's this uh, lady out in UK. She's amazing. She's like, "Hey, I've got, only got LinkedIn Live accessibility. I want to do this show. It's going to be twice a week, and I need help." So I was like, "Okay, let's walk through your home. Yeah, where are you going to be setting up your desktop? What is the distance between the walls? What is going to look good on there? Right? So." It's all mathematics, right? You just put those numbers in. Interesting. Uh, that's a good, good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and tell your kids just so they know uh, they're on LinkedIn Live right now as well. So we, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 are definitely uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, infotainment news. We're on, nice. uh, uh, like I said, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and on LinkedIn Live. So they are getting their spotlight on on the, on the business <laughs> network as well so they 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 are getting their their, their share of that Fantastic. again but look i tell you what i i want to be cognizant of your time and what's most important is family and i see the kids there are hungry i see you got things to do and i want to be i want to be respectful of that uh 
in in conclusion, I guess, tell me real quick what you've got coming up next and where folks can catch you kind of online on, on social media and things of that nature. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm setting this up for people because like you said earlier, well, content creation is not going away. This is the way that we talked to people in droves. This is the way we get the message out. Because if you're not, like Gary Vaynerchuk said, if you're not here, you don't exist. So how do you get here so that you get in front of this guy, get in front of a camera, and then you show up over here? There's so many platforms, right? There's a ton of platforms that you can get on. But the hardest thing is getting over, getting past your own fears of being in front of camera, being comfortable being consistent, being true to yourself. Because guess what? When you're true to yourself, people that resonate that with that story will come. When you when you show up with, with your when when you show up with your vibe, you're gonna find your tribe. So that's the message. Man, I'm writing that down right now. I'm uh, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm talking with the folks. I'm sure you've heard the name Preston So, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. folks who do last so Preston So, yep. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. I'm, uh, so oh, first yeah. of all, be comfortable yeah. being uncomfortable is, is the other one. And then, uh, when I play this back about the, uh, about the vibe and the tribe, I'll, 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 I'll make sure to kick you down with some of the commissions when I, when I, when I put, oh, yeah. when I put Love those it. shirts out, um, that, I, I got more things coming when, when that launches, um, uh, Janae, but look, let me tell you something. You, you, you're a good dude. You, you, you really are a good dude. And, and, um, I appreciate you taking some time. Um, Absolutely. I appreciate you walking us through the studio and kind of allowing me to kind of get behind the scenes because a lot of times, and let's, let's be honest. A lot of times when you go on, on, online, you're talking about, again, the components, you're talking about the infrastructure, you're talking about those things. But I wanted to spend a little bit of time for folks to understand who you are. Right. The things behind that and, and the fact that yeah. your kids came on that that's that's golden. Right. Because that shows the value of the man and that shows really who you are kind of at a core. So I appreciate that and I appreciate your time. Thank Brother, you I will get I will get with you. I'll probably talk to you tomorrow uh, when, when I go out on Amazon and try to find these Rhino <laughs> camera gear th- uh, components and, and get those shipped to my house. And hopefully my wife doesn't. Uh, kick me out when I, when I get those uh, installed, but I will, I will call you when I need some help. Brother, be good Absolutely. to yourself. Absolutely. Take care, man. It's All great right. talking to you. Take care. Go Absolutely. feed those kids. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do.